welcome to Side Character Quest. I'm your host, Eli. And listener, if you're thinking, wait a minute, it's close to Halloween, and Eli's the host, does that mean you're right? It's time for yet another spooky holiday special. Last year, I helped introduce you to Mysteriously LLC, where they investigate a haunted house in South Bend. And this year, I'm happy to say that Mysteriously LLC is back. So I'm happy to once again introduce you to... Caitlin, you go first. Hi. Oh, yeah, it was me. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm playing Maple. Hello. And my name is Tucker. I'm going to be playing Gwynora, also called Gwyn. And my name is not Jordan Reed, though I know Jordan Reed very well. My name is Mason, and I'm going to be playing as Clutch Bellhouse, filling in for Large Eagle. So yeah, so do we want to real quick go back around and mention, you know, I know you say the names of the characters. Do you want to say, you know, the basic character stuff of race, class, and then also what special magic item your character has? I think that's a good idea, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm again. Hello, hi. I'm I'm Caitlin, and I'm playing Maple. And Maple has um, the blue collar, which is the Great Ish Dane, and this will uh, give her a big dog if she wants to have it. It's just if it works, then she can intimidate someone. If it doesn't, that dog will carry her away. Um, and Maple is a gnome rogue arcane trickster. All right. And what about Tucker? Yes, uh, Gwynora is a half-elf bard. Um, he doesn't like shenanigans much, but he uh, he has a special pair of glasses, which are called the Spectacles of Clue Finding, and um, he can use them to basically super buff a an investigation check. But you can't see without them, right? But I can't see without them, so Gwyn wears them all the time, <laughs> and he doesn't take them off, and he will not need to put them on ever during this episode. He will always be wearing them. Perfect. Oh, he also uses a slide whistle for all of his spells. Oh, yeah. I love how your Discord audio completely cut out that slide whistle sound. I'm going to try it Yeah, that's so weird. (laughs) Got a little bit of it. A little bit of that. A little bit of that flavor. So, uh, Mason, tell us about Clutch Bellhouse. So, uh, Clutch Bellhouse is a dragonborn from a small island down in the Salton Sea. Uh, and Clutch Bellhouse left because part of uh, being a dragonborn and growing up down there is you have to go on like a, a sort of mission type thing, like a coming of age mission. And Clutch thought that was dumb. And Clutch doesn't like water. Clutch doesn't like the Salton Sea. So, Clutch went and he found himself a job with Mysterious L- Mysteriously LLC. Uh, Clutch is an artificer known for making all sorts of unique gadgets that can do all sorts of wonderful things. Notably, Clutch does not believe in magic. Uh, and so Clutch is a level five artificer with the, uh, with the artificer specialist of Battlesmith, which means that Clutch also has constructed himself a little robot buddy uh, named Poobel, which it looks kind of like if you took uh, like a male drop box, tipped it on its back and put four legs on it. It's like a box that can hold stuff with a slot in it. Uh, and it just kind of... You built yourself a walking backpack. <laughs> yeah, I basically built myself a walking backpack. I love it. That's excellent. That can understand language and communicates, <laughs> I think, by whistling or by ejecting items from itself. Oh, wow. <laughs> so here's the fun thing. I can't whistle, so if you need to talk to that thing, um, it's just going to shoot mail parcels Eli, at you. wait. What does your non-whistle sound like when you try? Because that might be better. Oh. Okay, so this is my best attempt at a whistle. I've been practicing. I can't do it without watching. If y'all could all just like look away. (laughs) Yes, that's it. That's perfect. (laughs) It sounds like a mailbox trying to whistle. It's perfect. (laughs) Good, okay. I don't, I really don't want to be rude, but I, you have a very toothy whistle, <laughs> if that makes sense. I I don't know how to whistle. I feel like I'm using my teeth. Am I not supposed to use my teeth? No teeth when whistling. See, if I don't use my teeth, it just does this. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was amazing. 
Anyways, um, <laughs> Tucker, your character's level two now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. Okay. Oh. I do just right out the gate. Ty has made a precedent that when someone whose first language is draconic is speaking in common, their accent sounds a lot like a French accent. And so I'm going to be attempting a very bad French accent, and I wanted to apologize in advance. Good, good. I'm so glad. That's great. It's not going to be good. <laughs> so as Ty likes to say, are you all ready to dive right in? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get started. Uh, Ty, go ahead and throw in some like cool thunder or spooky sounds or whatever. Mysteriously LLC, experienced sleuths, detectives, and general mystery solvers, has been called into the city of Mount Renna, the cavernous metropolis of the dwarves, to once again investigate supernatural events. Recently, the caretaker of the Dermalage, the final resting place of many citizens of note for Mount Renna, has been uncovered as a necromancer, which is generally frowned upon in his line of work. Him and his dark deeds were foiled by a visiting librarian and her large mysterious friend, but rumors of strange happenings at night have the citizens of the city worried. Members of the Church of Korog, who work at the Dermalage, worried about ongoing necromantic effects, have called in help from the Congress Monastery in Cirque, who in turn called in assistance from their main arm of paranormal investigators, Mysteriously LLC. Mysteriously LLC rides in their cart pulled by their loyal steed, Ron Cheese Trotsman. Yeah. <laughs> the wind of a mild snow flurry whips around the cart as the detectives prepare for the end of their journey and the beginning of their next mystery. So, Mysteriously LLC, let's go ahead and talk about what are your characters doing in the um, cart on the way to Mount Renna. So let's start with Caitlin. Caitlin, what is Maple doing in the cart? Um, obviously, Maple is sitting in a cart. She gets bored really easily, so she's looking for something to steal. Okay, okay. And um, so y'all just left the scene of your last mystery. Uh, tell me, Caitlin, what was the setting of that mystery? Like, what was the building description or... Of our previous, that we just came from? That you just came from. Uh, we came from, it was, um, it was outside, actually. It was an outside forest. So there wasn't a lot to steal that, like, wasn't, like, nature-based. Um, so uh, Maple's really itching because the outer field, it had, like, a lot of cool rocks, like, rock formations, but nothing, nothing to satisfy Maple's need to steal. Okay, all right. All right, Tucker, so what is Gwyn doing in the cart? Gwyn is, he is uh, driving the cart because he always does that. Um, he is examining a couple of rocks that he was gifted from uh, a townsfolk person from, from the place that they are coming from. And just he's just looking at those and, and enjoying them. Okay, perfect. So, um, yeah, y'all were visiting some sort of haunted forest sort of thing. Tell me, what was haunting that forest that you just left from? Oh, it was it was a ghost, for sure. Okay, so uh, leaving a forest haunted by a ghost. Now, Mason, uh, what is Clutch Bell Clutch? Bellhouse. Now, Mason, what is Clutch Bellhouse doing in the cart? Uh, I think for most of the ride, Clutch had been sort of sitting in the back of the cart, digging, rooting around in uh, his pouch. He has a many-handed pouch, which is um, a bunch of different pouches that are all connected together. Uh, so he has like six pouches, but they're all the same storage space on the inside. So he's rooting around for materials to build an alchemy jug. And upon completing building this alchemy jug, he hands it to Maple and says, Ah, here you go. Entertain yourself. Uh, and crawls up to the front of the cart to Gwyn uh, and says, Ah, uh, Gwyn. Uh, yes? May, may I attempt to drive the cart for a little while? Uh, that's okay, thank you. You I can would, just... I would like to push Ron Cheese to the limit, if you know. I think we're not going to push Ron Cheese to I think we are running limits. a little bit uh, behind schedule, and it would be That's good to get there a little bit faster. A very interesting opinion that mm. you have. However, we are just, we are right on time, and Ron Cheese is doing great. 
Ah, but is it not better to arrive a little bit early so that we could maybe establish ourselves? Keep that. I'll tell. I'll tell you what. I will up the pace of Ron Cheese yes. a little bit. There we go. But you will not. Give it the gas. I pat you on the back, uh, and I sit directly <laughs> <Absolutely>. behind you. <laughs> okay, so y'all have that conversation. Um, Mason, so y'all just left a forest haunted by a ghost. What? Who ended up being the culprit? Oh, you raised your hand, Tucker. No, it's okay. I, I was going to ask. I totally choked on what the what was haunting the woods because I was like, I can't think of any D&D things. It's a ghost. It was a ghost. Is ghost okay? Ghost is fine. Yeah, yeah ghost, it's a ghost is great. If I had said bog witch, would that have been okay? Hey, if it, ghost is great. Ghost is great. Right. It's yeah. a ghost. Uh, it, it actually was a, uh, a wicked. So it was a supernatural entity, but it was a wicked pretending to be a ghost. Which uh, was the thing. We unmasked the ghost, and it turned out to be, like, this cloaky, skeletal person with a sheet over them, basically. Ooh. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> that is spooky. That's spooky. Okay. So that, was a, that was a real one. That was, things got real in that last one. <laughs> I would like to get as far away from that forest uh, as fast as possible. Okay. So, mysterious- I, have a, I have a question for, um, for Clutch Bellhouse. Did you leave? Yes. Did you leave your bag in the back while you went up to talk to uh, Gwenora? I did. Interesting. Did and I? I just I sent you a link to the alchemy jug, which is a jug that makes all sorts of fun liquids. That is a gift to to you from me. Oh uh, yes. You can keep it. And and that is how uh, Maple begins her journey as an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> or a mayonnaise holic. Or <laughs> oh. Uh, I, I'd rather go with alcohol than mayonnaise, I guess. <laughs> but I guess it's not, it's not good, though. <laughs> Neither's good. Um, okay, so, yeah, you did give me a really great jug. Great. Thank you so much. But I don't think that does, like, cure the need for Maple to see a bag that was left behind and not snoop inside of it and look to see what else she can take. So what is, what's in that bag? Oh, good. Okay, well, there's, like, boring stuff like a crowbar and torches. Uh, there's also a pair of boots that have a weird mechanism on the bottom, and when you turn a dial, the footprint changes to be, like, different animal footprints. They're Ooh. called boots of false tracks. Uh, so there's a pair of those, and then there's also, like, a twisted-up burnt piece of metal uh, with a little bit of blood on it, and then, like, thieves' tools, and, uh, and the rest of it's boring, like, uh, standard adventurer gear stuff. The most interesting thing are the boots and the burnt twisted metal and some tools. Okay, so I think it's canon that Maple likes boots. She's, <laughs> last time she stole some boots. And she needs a new pair, so she's going to replace her boots and put it in your bag and uh, take those those boots from you so she can do little uh, squirrel tracks because it's canon that she also likes squirrels. That's incredible. Those are actually my other magical item that I built on this trip. Mm-hmm. I'm the- trying to think. I, I guess Clutch was in conversation so i guess what i'm gonna have you do is this so uh surprise surprise once again um y'all have traveled through the night from your last location so you're all pretty tired you all have one point of exhaustion so until you have a long rest you're gonna have all your checks at disadvantage so caitlin i want you to roll me a sleight of hand check with disadvantage and then oh i don't know i guess because you're not looking, Mason. Oh, yes, Gwen? Or <laughs> Tucker? Um, can, <laughs> can, Gwen, can Gwen roll a perception check as, like, the mom friend sense tingling? I was going to say, I think what we're going to... Okay, with There's that, also Pooh Bell, who is chilling out back there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so have Pooh Bell and Gwen roll perception check with disadvantage. And then, um, actually, Mason, what is uh, Clutch's... Passive perception? 15. 15? So I guess roll once, and then you can choose between 15, or, and then if you roll lower than 15, you'll choose that. You're gonna, so it's like passive perception with disadvantage. This, it, this is dumb, but we're gonna do it. Everyone make your rolls. Caitlin, what did you roll? I rolled a 19. With disadvantage? Yeah, with disadvantage. Holy fuck. Nothing I did beat that. I got a two or a 15, so enjoy those boots, maple. <laughs> Tucker? Okay, I actually rolled two 23s. 
But I thought that's I thought that sounded like a lie, so I rolled a third time and got an 18. I'll just let you do with that what you will. I am go- we are going to go on the honor system here. I trust you if your first two rolls were 223s. I use D&D Beyond too, so it's not even like hard dice. It was my computer generated 223s in a row. Okay. So you out of the corner of your eye do see uh, Maple take some boots out of Clutch's bag. Do you do anything about that? And I replace them because I'm nice. Gwyn is going to, he's going to re-angle the rear view mirror and look at Maple through it and not say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, nice. So um, Maple has replaced her yearly boots taken from the hay-free farm with these new boots of animal, whatever the fuck. Boots, so the description is boots of false tracks. While wearing the boots, you can choose to have them leave tracks like those of another kind of humanoid your size. So I would say big squirrel, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is a gnome, so. Yeah, I'm small. Big squir- I, don't, I don't know if I would count squirrels as humanoids, but, you know, we'll go with it. Okay. <laughs> God, where the fuck was I? What time? Jesus Christ. Fantasy Jesus. Mysteriously, LLC knows that they've arrived at Mount Rena when Rong Cheese pulls their cart through a cast iron gate in a large wall. One guard on the wall yells to another, Are those bat wings on that horse's neck? That must be the cart we've been told to look out for. And a guard on the ground walks up to the cart. He's a dwarf, um, you know, wearing classic... He's a dwarf guard. Use your imagination. The priest at the Dermalog should have asked you to meet them there as soon as possible. Ah, that, that is poor security practice. What if we were a different card and you just gave us blanket permission? Well, sir, that's fair. Yes? But I gotta tell you, I've never seen a cart with a horse with bat wings surgically attached to the neck before. Ah, but it is not impossible for there to have been another cart with bat wings surgically attached to the horse. Are you mysteriously LLC or ain't you? Ah. I am not one to say. Gwyn's gonna gonna wave and say, yes, we are mysteriously LLC. You got lucky. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, y'all, we thank you for coming, and we hope y'all are able to figure things out at the Dermalogs, so y'all just go ahead and follow the directions I gave you, and have have a good evening. At this time, it is sort of like late evening-ish sort of thing. Uh, Following the main road, uh, you pass by buildings made of rough stone with cast iron shutters open to display goods for sale. There's various, you know, tailors and blacksmiths and jewelry makers and things like that. Eventually, following the main road, you come to a bustling town square. The sounds of buskers playing drums and, uh... I believe Ty described it as brass woodwinds. That's sinful. Listen, (laughs) Ty is a sinner, and that's why he's not here right now. Eventually, (laughs) oh wait, we already said that. The sounds of buskers playing drums and other instruments floating in the wind. Wrong cheeses, surgically attached bat wings, get strange looks from the people in the town, who are mostly dwarves, but there are a few other, you know, gnomes and Maybe a couple of elves and humans and halflings and, you know, all the fantasy. We're in a fantasy world. Use your imagination. Uh, But no one stops you as you move through. On a rocky outcropping above the town square, there's a large sculpted cast iron tree with multicolored glass leaves. Dangling down under the outcropping are the cast iron roots of that tree. And a few tunnels lead into the mountains away from the town square underneath that outcropping. How beautiful. Gwyn, Maple, do you know who made that tree? Uh, Maple's the only one in the back of the cavern right now, right? Yes. Oh, so are you, is it covered? Are you just hiding back there? Uh, well, I was going to ask if it has windows. Ooh, there's a window in the front. There has to be. Okay, then Maple definitely has made her way up to the front by this point so she could see all this. Wait, like looking through the glass, like face. Like. Yes, yes. Hands on, hands on. No, probably no window here, but hands on the air, like there was a window. Just like staring up <laughs> at like all this cast iron and, and the glass, and like, ooh, how can I take this? That is. Hey, perhaps we could snag one leaf. 
No, don't encourage her, Clark. Uh, I climb up on a Gwyn's shoulder and stand on Gwyn's shoulders and try and grab a Ooh. leaf. This okay. Is, this is a this is a large rock outcropping over tunnels. <laughs> oh, are there any? So you there's like thirty feet of clearance, and you're just like. <laughs> okay, oh. I, I I misunderstood the scale. Um, is there? Are there any, like, glass leaves on the ground or anything? Oh, wait. Yes, it, it is fall, so leave. So the glass leaves of the non-living tree have started floating. No. Aww. Okay. Well, they just break off and just <laughs> slam into the ground. There's also a few dead bodies who have been hit by these glass and cast iron leaves. Uh, I'm going to use, would you say the leaves weigh between one and five pounds or more? A single leaf. A cast iron leaf would be more than five pounds. Yeah, these leaves are big enough to, like... So Ty has described that they're big enough to, when the sun sh- is shining, it, like, casts the area in these large, like, colored lights. But oh. since it's evening, you're not getting that effect. So so leaves that big, framed by cast iron and made out of stained glass, are probably more than five to ten pounds. Okay. okay, the whole thing is a lot bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry for no-butting you, but no, no but. <laughs> no, that, it, that's huge. That is far, far different. Hey, and the fun thing is, since I'm the first person to really go into detail about this size, if Ty is like, no, wait, that's not what I intended, it's too late because it's canon now. <laughs> that's true. Yes. Also, it's wh- the bigger the leaves, the cooler the situation. So yeah. the cooler the tree. Yeah. yeah. That's what they say yeah. about trees. The bigger the leaves, the cooler the tree. Yeah. Anyway, I don't climb on Gwen's shoulder. <laughs> okay. Um, so is there anything that y'all want to do in the town square? I don't want to. Y'all are kind of on rails, but if you're like, my character would get out and do stuff, then. Are we far from our, our place that we need to get to? Uh, it'll. You're not terribly far. You're close by um, in my mind. And uh, I would say, Ty, you can correct this, but you can't. I'm in charge now. I'm the side character quest daddy. In my mind, you're about 30 to 45 minutes away. Okay. Maple, are you feeling all right? You did not even twitch looking out the window? Uh, There's just so much to look at. I'm surprised you have not left, leapt from the carriage and tried to steal something. I mean, I can if you want me to. No, 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 I do not. Do, does that person over there look like they have a little bit too much money than they should to handle? I think they were looking too long at the bat wings. That I think they are judgmental and there is a fine for that. I think you just gave me a good reason to get out of this cart. Uh, no, there, there is a big difference between words and action. I think you just gave me a great reason to jump out of this cart. Maple jumps out of the cart. <laughs> I think we're all really tired and need to... <laughs> I think we're all really tired and need to go to where we're going to rest up, Maple, get back in the cart. She's already left the cart. She's already... Uh, Ron oh, Cheese no. is not going fa- too fast, right? Uh, I imagine it's a slow walk okay, because cool. this is a crowded area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is fun because last year, um, Large Eagle... Uh, um, what's the word? Uh, not encouraged as much as uh, enabled Maple to steal something. And I was like, oh, what's going to be the new character dynamic here? It's the same. Uh, Clutch is here to enable some more theft. Uh, okay, so... Gwen, I am sorry. I am a bit of a bad influence, apparently. Maple turns around and gives two thumbs up and then goes for the person who looks like they have the most money. No, come back. Can... Can Gwyn cast Unseen Servant to have an invisible servant try and wrangle Maple back into the carriage? Is that is that okay? I feel like not mechanically, but I do like the idea of summoning an invisible butler to wrangle your children. So yes. It's it says that it can do it can do tasks such as fetch things. And Maple is a small she is a small So being. you're fetching your rogue. Yes. Okay, so yes. here's here's what we're gonna do. Maple, you feel unseen hands grab your shoulder and I imagine you immediately know what this is. Y'all have worked together long enough that you know when uh, Gwen's butler has come to get you. I want you to roll me a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage and that is going to be against um, Gwen's spell saving throw. 
I rolled a one, so. Oh, no. <laughs> you are scooped up. Your hands are like reaching out to a big, juicy bag, right? It's like, oh man. And it's just like, oh, there's probably jewels in there. You don't fucking know. And then you are scooped up like a child and just carried back and plopped back into the um the cart. Mabel is so upset. She's like hitting the invisible arm wherever it, she thinks it is. And and she's just so upset. And then she ends up just crossing her arms as she's being pulled back into the cart. <laughs> Gwen, Gwen is going to look at her through the rearview mirror and say, let's give it a day before we start <laughs> robbing people. Okay. Ah, listen to Gwen. He is a smart elf. You better watch your stuff, Gwen. I'm coming for you. <laughs> no. Maybe just... You cannot steal from Gwyn. He, he is off limits. Maybe his boots. Maybe I need a new pair of boots. Yeah, I'm sure you need a third pair of boots, Maple. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I am sure you have more <laughs> than three pairs of boots. No, just one. This is getting very threatening, so we're going <laughs> to keep moving. And anyways, this is how Mysteriously LLC broke up. <laughs> All because of boots. (laughs) By the time you make it to the cast iron and stained glass door of the Dermal Lodge, night has fallen. Two guards stand on either side of the door, both dwarves, and offer to take the cart and wrong cheese to a stable for for the night. They walk up to you and say, uh, one of them says, Hello, my name is Dregren, and this here is my partner, Burnden. I am assuming that you must be mysteriously LLC. We were told to expect a cart pulled by a horse with bat wings. Ah, we must, Yes. We were kind of expecting, like, horse-sized bat wings, but we see here that it's just bat-sized bat wings surgically attached to the horse's neck. They're just just regular bat wings. Maybe that, maybe there's a mystery there. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. We're, uh, y'all are here to solve the mystery, mm. so if you want, we can take your, uh, your steed here and your cart and kind of store it in the stable there if you would like. I can only speak for myself, but I would like to ride the steed. <laughs> okay, well, we can take the cart then. Not this again. I was about to say, I'm having like PTSD flashbacks of just like making the authorities push the cart by themselves. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just re listened to it the other day, and so I, it's very fresh in my mind. We don't. Like, has your mind. Did you do a mind swap with Jordan? Are you actually Jordan in Mason's body? That's why I couldn't guest today. <laughs> Um, okay. We don't have to do that. I was just trying to make a, a callback. <laughs> no, hey, it's between y- you and your god. So do you do you have them? Do you really like have them take the cart to the stable and leave leave wrong cheese, or uh, do you have them take the horse as well? Gwyn, Clutch is gonna ride the horse next to the carriage, and bring it all together. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Um, yeah, so they actually take it. So y'all came out of a tunnel, and you're sort of like on a cliff overlooking the city proper of Mount Renna. Um, and if Ty disagrees with that, well, it's too bad, because like I said, I'm in charge. Uh, y'all actually go back into the tunnel, and there's a little sort of... Um, not Like the opposite of an outcropping? An in- in-cropping. An in-cropping, an in-carving where, like, basically a part of the tunnel has been carved in deeper to keep horses and stuff out of the elements, so. After Dregrin and Burnden, the guards, take Clutch and Rong Cheese and the cart away, uh, two more dwarves exit the Dermalage. One is a dwarven female with magnificent sideburns with flowers braided into the sideburns and long tie-dyed hair. She's wearing hippie mom clothes if that makes sense. Beside her is a dwarven male with a long beard and long hair bleached white. He is wearing all black, sort of like real, a real gothic look to them. They come outside and the uh, female says, hello there, y'all must be mysteriously LLC. My name is Seardy and this here is my partner Pud. We are the main clergy of Korog here at the Dermal Lodge. Uh, welcome. We're so glad that you could come and investigate for us. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, Siri and Pud? Uh, Sirdi and Pud. Sirdi and Pud. 
kind of a uh, sun and the moon type thing. Yes? Oh, Pud, Pud speaks up. He's like, yeah, well, you know, different tastes. Different oh, modes. yes. No, I am not bashing. I have made merely, I appreciate the style. Hot. This whole, the aesthetic here is magnifique, would you not say, Gwyn? It's lovely. It's, it's, it's a little, are we in the Dermalage? You are outside the Dermalage, but they're, they're not okay. like, they're not standing there like, you're not allowed to come in. They have just come out to greet you. Gotcha. Uh, yes, it is, it is lovely. I'm excited to go in and, and have a look around. Oh, well, yes, 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 of course. Um, in fact, you know, I can kind of feel a storm brewing, so it's probably time for y'all to come on in, and um, uh, we can show you around, and we can show you to the quarters that we've prepared for you. Will, will we be staying in the Dermalage? Yes, we've um, prepared some quarters for you attached to the main chapel. And here. where they'll, will, uh, will there be food? Oh, yes, of course. Pud here's an excellent cook, and Pud just kind of like puts up a thumbs up. And how much food? Well, ma'am, I can assure you it's probably more you can, than you can eat, a little person I, such as yourself. I think you're underestimating my eating styles, but okay. I did give uh, Maple here a jar capable of producing eight gallons of mayonnaise. <laughs> so, perhaps you are in fact mistaken? Well, maybe we are, but, you know, we'll keep you fed, keep you fed and happy as much as we can, so... Uh, you guys can come on in. You know what I just realized about myself, me, Eli? I use y'all so often as someone who grew up in South Georgia that no matter what accent I'm going for, they're going to say y'all at some point and everyone's going to assume Southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, y'all. I'm from New York City, <laughs> obviously. Hack the kind of have it yad, y'all. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so they bring you into the Dermalodge, and as you enter the Dermalodge, uh, it's not super brightly lit. There are a few, like, dim torches around, but you see figures standing all around, and, um, is, yes? Is it also, like, stone in, like, what are the, like, construction of the building? Is it sort of carved inside of the rock? No, it is... It's a dwarven city, right? I don't know if Ty has mentioned what the walls of the Dermalodge are built out of. I think stone. We're going to say stone. Okay. We're going to say stone. But the wall, like the doors are cast iron with stained glass. So like windows and stuff. It's So yeah, it's got that rough hewn stone vibe. But it's not like a cave inside. Not where you're walking. So y'all are outside the cave. So you're not in a cave right now. But we'll we'll go through and describe as you enter. So, at, uh, but Tucker, were you saying something? Sorry, I was saying all of the displays in the Dermalage are like dioramas, though, right? Correct. Um, the figures that you see around the Dermalage are all standing still, and as you look, you can see that they are all taxidermied people. Oh, that gives Gwyn the heebie-jeebies. I do not believe we are in the right place. <laughs> Sir, uh, Pud kind of like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty normal. And Sirdi turns around. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I assumed that the Congress Monastery would have warned you. This is this can be a little strange for not for people who didn't grow up around here. This is how we honor the dead. That this is how we honor the honored dead. Is what I was gonna say. But that sounds weird. But this is how we inter the dead that are culturally significant to us. Here we have our most famous politicians. We have our past peaks. We have uh, famous adventurers. As you can see, they're mostly dwarven, but there are a few um, elves and humans. And I think there's even a gnome or a dragon. I think we have a dragonborn in cold storage oh, right now. But um, This, is, this hey, is not- Hey, Pud. Yeah. I'm not hungry anymore. You can keep your food. <laughs> yeah, I get that, but, you know, there will be snacks in there. I'm sure you'll get hungry eventually. You can keep all of it. I don't want anything yes. from you guys. No. Yeah. Did you say we are going to be sleeping in here? This is where we're staying? No, obviously you won't be staying here. This is the main entryway. This is where we keep our honored dead. We have a, uh, a chapel in the back, and then there are some um, quarters there. 
that are attached. But um, did Congress Monastery tell you about exactly what it is that you're investigating? Uh, if I recall correctly, they said this would be an, how did they phrase it, Maple? Unconventional monastery? That's all I remember. I don't remember hearing there's going to be a bunch of dead people. Yes, standing around. Yeah. Okay, so... I do not like this. What's happening? A couple months ago, the person who was our caretaker, his name was Darum, it was found that he was a necromancer. Oh, how dare him. And as, as you can tell, as you... As you I am sorry. Uh, it is the sickness in my stomach. Sirdi lights a cigarette and is just like... So this is where we're at, huh? Uh, you should not smoke near taxidermy. <laughs> so anyways, um, she says, well, Darum was exposed as a necromancer. Um, and as you can imagine, necromancy might be an... And Pug comes in. It's pretty fucking unacceptable, actually, for this for this area. Yes, it's it's not... It's not... It's not smiled upon, really. Um, so he was removed, and we have we have been called in to replace him for the clergy side of things. And then a fellow student of taxidermy of his, uh, Rickram, who's already gone home for the night, he kind of took over the taxidermy aspect of the lodge. However, recently, within the past few weeks, our guards... Dragrin and Burnden, our night shift, has said that they've seen bodies moving. And when we've returned in the morning, some of the honored dead have been not where we left them. Uh, and as you can imagine, that's troubling. So, just so I'm clear, we're going to be staying in a room attached to a monastery at the back of this place, which is filled with your dead people yes. who have been coming to life and moving? Close, but this isn't really a monastery. And everything else is pretty correct. Okay. No, no, but it's it's fine. In, in the cathedral, it's pretty far away from where the honored dead are. And like I said, we don't... Pud and I don't really think they're coming back to life we just uh we just want explanations as to why they're moving i i cannot help but shake the feelings that i would be less uncomfortable if you had just necromancy instead of taxidermy well <laughs> this is worse is what i'm saying what you do is worse. well like i said this is a uh, important culturally to mount oh Rena. shit i am problematic um. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's okay. It's okay. Like I said, this is a yours is a common reaction. This is an old an old tradition of Mount Rena's. It's uh even pre-loss we were doing this. This is a pretty important I've, thing for us. Yeah. Have you seen any of them in the process of moving or just that they are in different places than you expect? Well, we don't actually live here. We live nearby. Why do you um, not live the, here? <laughs> you will make us live well, here, but you will not live here. Well, we have our own houses nearby. The guards here have claimed to see the them moving. I will stay with you. <laughs> well, you see, I have a house with 15 children, so we don't really have- They will stay in the church here. <laughs> well, well, you see, that would almost mess up whatever current storyline is happening. <laughs> it's almost- it's almost as if it's important for you to actually stay here. <laughs> oh, never mind. I've suddenly had to change it out of my own volition. <laughs> I would like the challenge of sleeping here. Welcome, welcome to welcome to Mount Rena Fear Factor. <laughs> oh, you must be Joe Walden. <laughs> I've I'm Rogue I have heard of you. <laughs> I do not like you, stinky man. <laughs> Have you tried DMT or whatever the fuck? <laughs> Anyways. Gwen is going to be kind of, like, visibly uneasy and just, like, make a request. He's, we have had a very long journey 
we are very tired. Could you show us to our rooms and maybe we can go over everything first thing in the morning and then we will start our investigation. Oh yes, of course. Come on, Puth, let's, let's bring them back there. And as you walk by, you walk, walk by very dioramas of like, very... <laughs> as you walk back, you walk past varied dioramas of, you know, there are a couple of dwarves with animals around them. Um, there is a diorama of a dwarf tending their garden. Um, one dressed in full plate mail with a battle axe in his hand. You know, stuff like that. Various, various different dwarves and other people in sort of taxidermy dioramas. Yes, Mason. Are they in like in context? Like, is there like backgrounds behind them, like painted scenes or props, or is it just the bodies and poses? There are definite, at least, props. Some may have some backgrounds. There are even a couple where you can see, like, multiple taxidermied uh, people, like, at a table. Like, like, like they're eating dinner together. Um, and they all kind of look similar, so it's like you can kind of get that this is sort of a family all taxidermied together. It feels weird to talk about taxidermied people, yeah. doesn't it? Yes, Tucker. Is there maybe one of, like, a very famous, well-known stonesmith working on his last unfinished Ooh. sculpture we are, by any chance? Well, now we absolutely, yes, there is. And now I want, there's yeah, there's one he's working on a sculpture, kind of, like, hammering something together. And, and you can tell that the sculpture was actually a sculpture, but just not finished. Oh. Um, and now I want Caitlin to come up with one. Caitlin, what is one taxidermy person you see? Oh, the taxidermy, it's not even a person. It's actually an animal that they had saved them, their whole area. Uh, it's a bear. And um, it's a taxidermy bear. Okay. And then next to them is a very small dwarf um, because that dwarf and bear work together in order to save the whole area. Um, and uh, they uh, pray to this bear actually all the time. Okay, I like that. What's the bear's name? Gerald. Gerald? Yeah. Okay, Gerald the bear. Oh, I thought it was going to be Lauren <laughs> Fish, and I was about to, like, <laughs> wet my pants. It's now Lauren Fish. It's All Lauren right. Fish. No, it's, it can't be them. <laughs> they're not They're not dead, right? <laughs> as far as I know, they are, like, one character I've made that's not dead. Oh. <laughs> it's, wait, 747 in honor of Fat Bear Week. Oh, 747. Okay, cool. The bear is named 747. Oh, Good. because of the fat bear. Fat bear week. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Of, oh bear Force gosh. One, baby. All right, Mason. And now you give me one. Um, There's one of someone who was known as uh, like a, a, a very powerful spellcaster, but it's not actually a body. It's just clothing that is stuffed to make it look as though they have invisibility cast. And there's like glo gloves and it's like doing a shush motion. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that, that one is not a person. That one's just clothes, but it's of a person. It might be a person. They might still be invisible, but I don't think so. Okay, yeah. So Surti sees you, like, sees that one catch your eye, and she says, oh, yes, that is the great... What's what's their name? Uh, Palo Palomi. That's the great mage Palomi. Unfortunately, um, during one of their... Well, during their last experiment with uh, their various magics... Their body became unsalvageable, would be the best way to say. So we have oh. uh, displayed them here, invisible. Ah, that is unfortunate. Are you guys yes. really even sure if he's dead? That is a yes. Good point. It's not that we couldn't find the body. Oh. It's that we couldn't piece the body. To it's best oh, if we move. Now I am it's sad. I have a question with this body in particular. Okay. Is, since there's no actual body inside of here, is there anything that Maple could take from this body area? <laughs> oh my god, no! You can't do this, Maple! That's horrible! There's no body here. No! Oh Nobody's here, nobody's gonna miss it! <laughs> there is absolutely... Oh. A magic wand of some sort. Okay. Oh no. Or like gloves, cloak. There's like a wand. There's gloves. There's a cloak, and there's like there's a pair of really nice looking sandals. Oh, okay, I can't switch boots for sandals, but okay. Then the wand is it something that would be very noticeable if it was taken? Yes, it's being held by the glove. Maple's gonna try to take that. 
she's going to fall back in the group and then try to take that when she has a moment. Oh my gosh. Okay, I have I have their passive perceptions rolled up here. Uh, so go ahead and roll me your disadvantage sleight of hand check. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled so high. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I rolled a 22. Oh my goodness. <laughs> with, with disadvantage. <laughs> so yeah, you wait till um, Seardy and Pud are kind of like caught up in their conversations and you just reach up on your tippy toes and just boop. And now you have a magic wand. It's a very basic magic wand, like can be used as an arcane focus. Like there's not, this is not one of their most powerful magic artifacts. You can imagine that maybe those probably wouldn't be used in a diorama, but... I, I'm i just stealing to steal. I'm not stealing for use. If it comes useful later, we'll see them. Okay. Okay. Yes, Tucker, would Gwen like to steal something too? <laughs> I'm just curious. Does Maple, like, replace it with anything? <laughs> <laughs> is there... Okay, so I have a question. With the, the flooring in this area, is it, like, straw flooring? Is it stone flooring? Is there sticks around the area? Stone flooring. Stone? There is stone flooring, but there is... There are dioramas with sticks on them, for sure. Okay, so if there is a stick nearby, Maple is going to replace the wand with a stick. Yeah, you're definitely able to, like, reach out and grab a stick off another diorama and slip good, it in the hand good. where the wand was. I. What's extra funny is you're, if, if anyone checks carefully, you're leaving squirrel tracks. <laughs> <laughs> no one will know. I hope that doesn't screw us up later. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you're brought back. Uh, there is a hallway that leads out of this area. And it leads... So, oh, and I have this map here that Ty drew. And it's not the greatest map, but here it is. So, <laughs> this is... a. This is a safe place to hate on Ty. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm okay. so sorry. Um, on either side of the door, uh, there are a couple of stairs. There's one staircase leading up, one staircase leading down, and then there is a large bridge that is over a large, like a huge open chasm that is lit by a massive chandelier above. Um, there are balconies around on either side of the chasm. Um, but Seardy and Pud lead you back across the bridge and into another room, which is a big circular space that, based on the pews, seems to be a place of worship. There is an altar on the opposite side of the entryway. In the middle of that altar space, there is a um, what appears to be a pool of water with a stalactite over it, dripping water in, and sort of... Visible over the edge of the pool of water seems to be like a statue of someone like laying on their back. Um, and everyone can roll me a religion check if you want with disadvantage to see if you know what that is. I do not. No, I do not either. Oh. Okay, my first roll was a 22. Jeez. My second roll was a four. Yeah, none of I have, an, I have an idea. Okay. Uh, Bud, <laughs> what is this... Um statue depicting well yeah so we are um do you always start your explanation of deeply important religious figures with yes or <laughs> yeah so <laughs> well yeah um we are the priest and priestess of korog who is the god of untimely deaths Oh. And this is a common symbol of Korog is a drowned person. So this is common in most churches of Korog. Oh, that is actually quite clever because rarely does a person drown of natural causes. Right? Anyways, <laughs> here's the... Is that, is that not the point? Have I misunderstood? Well, if you think about it, if you think about it, drowning is a natural cause because it happens in nature. Ah, uh, you sound like my insurance company. <laughs> it's an act. It's an act of God, the God Korog. It's always untimely. Yes, what I'm saying is, there does not come an age where you suddenly drown in bed, unless you are an aquatic species. Ah, uh, no, <laughs> they would not drown. They, well, technically, 
I don't know. Never mind. Who's the they biologist here? I am. Oh, I thought we were talking to Spud or whatever. Fish drown. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you make you make a good point. Yes, of course, and that is why we use the drowned person as the symbol of our god. Um, so anyways, um, this is our chapel and back here and he leads back to a door on the side and he opens up. He's like, this is sort of like normally a, uh, storage area, but we were able to put some beds together for y'all. This is where we have visitors stay. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's not a huge room, but it's a sizable enough room. There's a lock on the door. So you have privacy. You also have like the whole chapel as sort of like an area that's not being used right now. And he um, points to a table and he says, yeah, so we pre prepared you some dinner and it's a it's a pretty good spread. Um, good bit of, uh... ooh, ooh, you know what it is? You know what he made? He made spaghetti with venison as the meat for the meat sauce. Ooh, ooh. okay. I don't know if I don't know if y'all have ever had that. It's no. pretty good. Never had it, but it sounds delicious. And Maple, although she did say that she was not hungry beforehand, is immediately starved and ready to eat everything on the table and leave nothing for anyone and else. And it's an obnoxious amount of spaghetti, mm. like just a ton of spaghetti. And like a couple of, you know, there's a couple of uh, pictures of wine and, uh, you know, a picture of mead and ale and any other sort of alcohol and some, oh, oh. Such good garlic bread. Uh, mm. Oh, love me some good garlic bread. Holy shit. This garlic bread is good. And then there's also cheesy garlic bread nearby. I'm so And hungry. there's like a very small bowl of salad. It's almost like someone was like, well, what if they're vegetarian? And they're like, well, let's just get this and grab like a bag of lettuce and threw it in a bowl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's just a bowl of baby spinach. Oh. Yeah, it's like, it's really, it's like, it's like, and this is our salad, and it's not salad. It is like a single type of, it's baby spinach, and it's like, okay. It's like when you get salad from a pizza place. Oh. There's just like whole, maybe, uh, well, there'd be even whole olives in there, <laughs> yeah. so I guess it's not the same. Yeah. Siri uh, says, well, do you have any questions before we leave y'all for the night? Y'all can just, you know, enjoy the meal. We will head out and just leave your plates and dishes as they are and we'll come back and uh, clean them in the morning. Uh, yes, before you go, I would just like you to, to recap what it is you have seen in terms of the moving creatures. Yeah, so what, why can I not remember these two names? Like these are the names that are normal. Seardy and Pud are just like bullshit. These aren't normal names, but they're like, fantasy dwarf names. So what Dregrin and Burnden have told us is um, they have heard loud noises. And when they've come in to check, the area has just been covered in a fog, flickering lights, and then they see figures moving around. But when they go to stop them, thinking that they're intruders in the Derma Lodge, uh, it's just the honored dead that have been interred here. And specifically, they're all former peaks. Um, Oh. So that's also concerning. I guess y'all should all roll a history check to see if your characters know what peaks are. I was just going to ask, what's With a peak? With disadvantage, right? With disadvantage, yeah. That's a four minus three, or not minus three. I got a seven. What is it? I got a seven. What check is it again? Uh, history check. Nah, it's an eight. All right. Well, y'all don't know shit about what a peak is. Ah, <laughs> uh, so I assume they are the pointy ones. <laughs> The ones that are pointing. Oh, no. Um, peaks are actually... So here on Mount Rena, we have a storm that is ever going. And actually, you can it's starting to pick up now. And uh, we're very connected to Brega here, the idea of Earth and nature and all that. And the peak is in charge of... They're sort of the person in charge of connecting us with Brega and keeping us connected and in tune with Brega and watching the storm. Our current peak is a person named Fish. They have recently, alongside a friend of theirs, calmed down the storm. I know it might not seem like it's very calm right now as it's picking up, but we had some issues a while back with the storm just going on and on with a constant blizzard, and they were able to come in and calm it down and settle it for us. So we're very grateful for Fish. Um, and all the peaks that have come before him. Mm. So it is strange that those that have been 
most immersed in druidic and nature magic are the ones that seem to be moving so much. Uh, you kind of think that druidic magic is almost like the opposite of necromancy, but we don't know what Darum did here, and that's sort of why we called y'all here. Hmm. Is um, Darum dead? Darum has been... I know you said he was fired. I do not know if you kill your ex-employees. <laughs> or if he was posthumously discovered as a necromancer. Necromancer. <laughs> necromancer. This is going to be fun. It's necromancer. I'm going to call Ty. Oh! <laughs> yes! Yes! Put him out to the camera. I love this. It rang twice, too. So this was a choice. I suppose he that means you... Us. He ignored it he, when I needed him most. That means you get to decide. It does hang up or press one for more options Dude. ty you ignored me and you just texted me saying give me five but i need you now <laughs> and i just need you to know that anytime you need me ever again i'm just gonna text you back with give me 10 and this is how our <laughs> friendship is gonna go for the rest of our lives meanie meanie oh that's amazing i meant to finish leslie's arc for a second time before i um did this and then I just didn't. So here we are. I th I think he is alive. I, he's still alive. He's definitely still alive. I can't remember what she was doing with Darum. Darum is still alive. I he don't think. Is, yeah, because I don't think Leslie killed anyone. No, I think he's still alive. I think he's like in prison somewhere. Darum's still alive, but he is in prison um, for his crimes. The fun thing is, I bet you Ty is going to think, oh, they must be done because they started two hours ago. Surely they're done by oh now. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so he's still alive, but he is being questioned. As you can imagine, he is kind of unhappy with being fired and arrested. So, yes. Dead oh, wait, here's Ty. Speaking of Ty. Hey, Ty. Hey, what's up? Uh, what happened to Darum at the end of Leslie's arc? Uh, so this hasn't been um, stated, uh, but he is, he was in, okay. Is he still alive? Is he in prison or is he with Leslie? In prison. He's in prison. Okay, thanks. Bye. Wait, is he prison in Mount Renna? I hung up on him. No. Would we have uh, the opportunity to speak with this, this person? Um, you certainly can if you would like. I'm not sure how helpful he would be. He's been kind of zipped up ever since his arrest. But if you would like to, we can certainly help to arrange that. You can also talk to his replacement, Rickrum, if you would like. Or um, the, the current peak, Fish, is generally available during the day if you'd like to talk to him. So I would definitely like the opportunity to speak with him. Perhaps tomorrow we can arrange a visit. Yeah. After we've investigated a little bit. Sure, of course. Are there any other questions before we leave? Uh, yes, important, Clara. Uh, yes, importantly, are we allowed to move any of the honored dead if need be for our investigation? Um, we would prefer you didn't, but, uh, but if, if you we need have to, to, you can, if we, yes. we really have to. All we ask is that you don't damage or take anything from the honored dead. Okay. Um, question. If you did take something from an honored dead, what would happen? You would be arrested for burglary. All right, that was my only question. Okay, bye. Good night. Okay, well, y'all have a good night. Um, if you need anything, Dregren and Burnden are outside of the doors. They are still on guard, uh, just to make sure that no one comes in from outside, so... All right, y'all have a lovely night. Um, are the guards a new feature since you discovered the necromancy from Dalim, or have no, they, they always been there? They've always been here. Dregren and Burnden have been with us for a long time, actually. Longer than we have, actually. Okay. I feel as though you are trying to get us to speak with them, and I refuse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, uh, y'all have a great night. And Pud's like, enjoy the sketty. And uh, they, they leave. Oh, I will. <laughs> okay, so, oh, yes, yes, Mason? How much spaghetti is left? 
How much have y'all eaten? I ate a. L- I haven't eaten any yet. I've eaten a lot. Tucker, huh? Gwyn is like sipping wine with a shaky hand, <laughs> just staring at the door that leads to all the bodies. <laughs> uh, There's. I'll say this: if Gwyn has not eaten anything, and Maple has eaten a lot. There's a sizable amount still. Okay, so we will not go hungry. No, you're not going to go hungry. Gwyn, are you okay? Uh, yes, yes, I'm fine. Um, no, your hand is shaking. You're right. Uh, you only do that when you are nervous or when you are talking to someone who you think is cute. I'm not nervous. Do you think I'm cute? So... Oh, is there not something you need to tell me? What is on your mind? Gwyn is just it's like slams some spaghetti on a plate and then storms to the corner and starts <laughs> eating it. Uh, I'm sorry, Maple. Uh, I think there's something wrong with Gwyn. He just needs some food in him. I could see it in his eyes. He's just starved from this long trip. Oh, you think he's hangry? He's so hangry. It's Gwen. He just gets hangry and shaky when he hasn't eaten. I can hear you. Gwen, eat the spaghetti and feel better. Yeah. Close your ears. Open that mouth. Take down all that pasta. Get better. If if you need to eat it faster, I can provide some grease. <laughs> <laughs> you want mayonnaise for that? I have some. Gwen just shakes his head and eats his spaghetti with a frown. Oh, you have no sense of humor. That's right. Gwen. That's right, buddy. Just get it down. We'll see you in a bit once you're on the other side. You're doing good. You're, what you are doing is a good thing. The airplane. Woo! It's going in your mouth. Mm, yum, yum. It's extra funny because you are doing it to yourself, but it looks as though you're obeying maple. And also airplanes don't exist, so that's fun. <laughs> Sorry. Choo-choo. Oh, shit. We just canonized airplanes. Choo-choo. Mage hand. <laughs> <laughs> the wall is meaningless. We have airplanes now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. There is no wall, so. Oh yeah, I anyway. forgot. I forgot. Uh, Clutch is a wall truther. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have our work cut out for us. Yeah. Yes, yes, we do. We should rest up, get a good night's sleep, and let's tackle this first thing in the morning, and try not to think too much about all of the dead people. Right outside that door. Yes, there's quite a lot. What uh, should we not make a plan for what we would be do tomorrow? I think we should take a walk around and see if we can find any noticeable clues in in the dioramas first, and then I do think we should take a visit to the prison. You do want to speak to Down pretty bad, then. Yes, maybe we can even speak with him after we speak with uh, who, who, the gentleman who has taken over for him. I think that's something we should look into is anyone who did work here with Darum, uh, who might have been a closer friend or associate with Darum, who is perhaps still here. Uh, to find Are you a, suspecting to, a, an accomplice? Yes, or at least we perhaps could find a motive for what is happening. Perhaps someone is simply mad that Darum is gone. And they are moving things around. And I think we should talk to anyone who had it was a druid. Because apparently they're the ones moving around. So maybe they know what's going on. Uh, you, so you think that someone who is a druid is moving to druids? Or they know something that we don't. Oh, that is true. I do not know what's a peak be. I don't either. Uh, what? It's a mountain peak. You just peak. got the explanation. Oh, I know what it means. I, I do not trust them. <laughs> I don't remember. I was looking at something shining while I was explaining. I was thinking about how gross it is outside of this room. Couldn't pay attention. I think you're you're right. Okay. So as the three of y'all all all get changed into your uh, PJs, get ready for uh, bed, y'all crawl into the pretty pretty nice mattresses that they've set up for you. It's pretty comfortable. Um, y- y'all still have some wine and garlic bread and some leftover skeddy um, outside. Um, so I have written here, the party prepares to sleep, to rest up for their investigation the next day. Unfortunately, spooky stuff happens. <laughs> Ty, put thunder noises here and like spooky shit spooky sounds
Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. mama let me whisper in your ear and tell you about the comedy podcast on natural 20s do we really want to limit ourselves to just saying we're only a comedy podcast you're right we have a lot to offer like intellectual conversations well did you guys know australia once lost a war entirely to emus do you think emus frown upside down because they're in australia like they're below the equator yeah duh health and fitness pasta is great but you usually have a lot of extras but have no fear thigh warm pasta is here plop the bag of leftover pasta on your thighs and eat those puppies like popcorn we have microwaves i have thighs you know what actually we can never decide what we're going to talk about and that's why we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a d20 so download unnatural 20s on your favorite podcast app and roll with us every monday 